Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. You okay? That's how I say it now. Uh, Natasha, I noticed that you're wearing a uh, fairy crown that our child made. Are you emotionally okay? I mean, what? I don't get it just because I'm wearing a crown. Well, because you're wearing a crown because we watched the Amy Winehouse documentary last night and you started using heavy eyeliner and now you've got your hair done up very Winehouse-esque. And oh, that's a good point. Yeah, no, I did get inspired with how thick her black eyeliner was. So I was kind of trying to do that today. She was definitely an inspirational figure, somebody to emulate for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that documentary was very intense and the things that I took away from it were um, don't let my daughter have whatever she wants because the mom was like, I could never say no to her. And it rem- and she's like, Amy was so willful and she would always get her way. And I don't, I don't want to do that to our kid. It's so easy to do that. I don't think that our kid is going to drink herself to death. <laughs> right now, I'm not getting that indication. But it was a sad documentary. Very harrowing. Very harrowing. Yes, very harrowing. Uh, it's called Amy. It's on HBO Max. If you want to have a bummer of an evening um very well done yeah natasha any other docs to recommend before we get this freaking party started i love the linda ronstadt documentary we watched a linda ronstadt documentary and she was quite a figure although it's very difficult for me to watch a documentary about an artist whose music i don't enjoy while i recognize that she was talented Moshe. i just was like this is corny all of this music is corny okay well she's a great singer and artist so well i hope she doesn't listen to the podcast linda baby you you know i'm only playing right um we have some written in questions that we always start our secret dumps with and uh this one hits really close to home actually uh our friend rachel asks how can you meet new friends together as a couple that have similar interests to you without forcing it it's something we're struggling with rachel we can't do it at a certain age you just can't do it. What are you supposed to chat up a dad at a preschool? Well, hey man, you look thick around the ankles. You want to you want to go surf sometime? I mean, I feel like ridiculous. I think that um, like my friends, parents are always like looking for like over eight, like over 65 communities because I think they have like social circles and stuff. Oh, you're saying that the sweet spot. No, old people do that. They like have houses That's where they can go like mingle. When you're young, you meet people because you're young and you're interested in expanding your life. When you're our age, it's literally impossible to make new friends. And when you get to be close to death, you will find on a shuffleboard court or at a, around a gym, gin rummy table, you'll finally find your people again. So I guess just hang in there. Well, we have a lot of friends, Moshe. You're kind of making us sound like losers. No, 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 no. We've got a lot of friends. We have a lot of friends, but... You want new friends with the activity that you like to do, which is it's surfing. It's just that we have relocated recently. And so we're spending half of our time in a new community. You're not allowed to know where, but it is connected to the new set that actually we're not showing right now. But it's connected to the fact that we're not always in our basement anymore. We're in a new place. Uh, and uh, I, I don't want to tell you what place that is, but I will say that um, the last couple of syllables are 
agua. And the first couple are nicker. So uh, maybe I've said too much, but anyway, yeah, we're spending half of our time in Nicaragua. But um, that's not true. We aren't. But we are spending a lot of time in a new place. And it has been difficult to make new friends because it's like, what are you supposed to do? Go to a... Oh, right. Someone asked us this question. Well, I think that you definitely... One thing's for certain, you won't meet them online. I, I t Really? As, a, as friends? What about a meetup group? What about a like, I'm a loser group? What about an incel group? Find like-minded losers. Here's an idea. Join AA. I'll tell you what. There's no better place to make new friends as a as a person without any than AA. Oh, this oh my God! I have the perfect solution. First, go to Al-Anon because like anyone can go to Al-Anon. I'm sure you know someone related to someone you're no, close no. to who is an alcoholic, and then you can be like, no. Once you go to Al-Anon, then you can be like, oh yeah, I'll just go into the AA meetings. Oh, There's you're always saying like cool, like cute people in AA meetings. You can just go to an AA meeting. The problem with Al-Anon is the people that are there they're there to get help with an issue. The people in AA, they're there to get help with an issue and also make a new circle of friends because they had to leave all their cirrhosis buddies behind. Right. So they're desperate. Those people are desperate. You go to an AA meeting. Al-Anon people have lies. You go to an AA meeting and you lie about your drinking. Listen, let's say you're a non-problem drinker. You go to the AA and just say a few key phrases. You know, um, I, so, I, I broke into my kid's piggy bank for crack. Uh, you know, I, I woke up every morning uh, you know, with, with my side hurting and the only thing that make it go away was more gin. Just little phrases like that. You know, watch Moshe, Clean and Sober. Watch Leaving Las Vegas. Watch um, um, uh, The Lost Weekend. Take some of those details. Bring them to an AA meeting. You'll get found out eventually, but by that point, you'll be friends with everybody. Okay, this is not what you should do. Um, you should just like go to, just go out more. I think just getting out of the house I mean, we were trying to have a date night, but then the babysitter, this is a new thing that people can do. They're just like, just so you know, I'm not feeling that great. <laughs> and you're like, stay home. <laughs> it's the greatest time in history to be an employee that doesn't want to show up. When, because 10 years ago, if you're like, I don't know if I feel a little bit off, your employer would be like, well, I, I, don't, I don't care, come through. But now you're like, you know, I'm at 99%, but there's something niggling at me. Every single person would be like, please stay home. Please, please, please take care of your body. Take care of your health. This is better. I wish that COVID had been around when I was young. I wish COVID had hit when I was 12 and that it was um, a sustained ravaging of society until this very day. I would have loved to have lived my middle school years through the pandemic. Years. No way. Yeah, it would have been so cool. What would you have done? Just stayed home, stayed six feet away from people. There wouldn't have been technology though back then. Oh my God. All my rave years and my early like fun drug years and like all my formative years. If I could have just been staying at home, terrified of a virus, that would be, that would have been primo. Oh no, it sounds awful. It's not, and then to be to be absorbing all of the adultness that's happening, like everyone, there's adult conversations and fear conversations going around you all the time and you're locked in the house. That can't be good for the kid's psyche. I'll tell you what I did. No one was like, uh, just, I mean, maybe unless they were really rich or something, like who was having like some amazing time during the pandemic? I'll tell you who was, agoraphobics. They were like, damn, I just got normalized. This is feeling real nice. I'll tell you what you what I did. I went on to r slash surfing, the Reddit surfing subreddit, 
and I said, hey, I'm looking for some buddies to surf with. Nobody got back to me. I said in the, I told Moshe he can't surf alone. In the broader Nicaragua area, I would love to find some buds. Well, you know what? It's difficult to make friends, but you got to get out there. I would say if you're if you're socially active, go go dancing, go get out, get, go get into a scene. You know, that's what I would say. What, like hang out at bars? No, a scene, you know, like. You, I would try to go to like the opening nights of things that you really like. You got to like get into there a was scene. Like a cool movie, but like go but, to the opening night thing. No, that, that doesn't like make sense. $30 or something. You go to an opening night and what? You walk up to a stranger and say, hi, hey, I'm new in town no, and I'm you lonely. Go with your girlfriend or you go with your, it's a couple. What, you, you go with your couple and then you just go no, and enjoy it. This is what you need. You need to be in a scene so that you see the same faces again and again. That's the secret to making friends. Scene. Hmm. You go to, okay, I'm in this vegan cooking class. I'm in this, I go to the house music events. I go to all of the goth events and do bloodletting. Like you have to find uh, familiar faces, re repetition. Then you can make your move, mm. right? It's difficult to make that first move and it gets harder as you get older. So if you're young, if you're young, I would say just get out and, and to a place where you'll see the same people again and again. Our, we're lucky because we're comedians. So our social life and our career is all kind of one thing. I would say 90% of my friends are comedians. And the other 10% are people that I met in AA that I'm still friends with. And it used to be reversed. I used to have a 90-10 AA to comedy. So as my um, career got bigger, my focus on my, taking care of my personal mental health really went out the window. And I'm feeling it to this very day. All right, well, Moshe, you're very wise and I think you're doing great. And it's good that you moved on because you're so funny and comedians love hanging out with you. So why don't we listen to some secrets? I think that sounds like a great idea. Hey guys, um, this is a secret that I have been holding on to for about five years. Um, so I am the hiring and operations manager at a marketing firm. And a few years ago, I was hiring a handful of people because we were ready to expand our team. And one of the girls I interviewed was exceptional and we got along great and she was so qualified. I could just really tell she was going to be a great part of our team. So that the end of that week, I sent her an email and congratulated her and let her know that she was ready to start on Monday. She accepted. So basically Monday rolled around and when I walk into the office for our team meeting, I see the wrong girl in our break room. And by this point, everybody has already introduced themselves and told her how excited they are that they're going to be working with her. And I realized that I had mixed up the two names of the candidate and accidentally hired the wrong person. Um, but at this point, I realized I had made a huge mistake and I was mortified, so I just kept it to myself. <laughs> and this girl has been working with us for five years now. She's made a great asset to our team. So at the end of the day, no harm done, but I will absolutely never let her know that she was only hired because of a terrible email mistake. So anyway, love the pod. Thank you guys so much. Keep doing what you're doing. That's a classic. That's like a, that's like a sitcom plot. Mm -hmm. I'm loving that. 
I mean, you never know. It happened to me once. I think I told you. What? No, tell me. No, that I thought I was meeting this friend for dinner. And then I got there and it was somebody else. And then I sat, we sat through the dinner, but we had a really great conversation. Did you betray the fact that you weren't there to meet them? She could tell. What do you mean? What? Because when she saw me, I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to circle back around? I like had a bottle of wine and then I like, I was like, wait, they have the same name. So when you came back, what did she say? You? She was like, you didn't think that was me. did?" Or she goes, you thought you were having dinner with someone else. She, was, I, cause, she goes, because I thought you called me out of the blue. Because it was, she was kind of like an acquaintance. That is really funny. And then boom, there you go. And then I, I said, I, I think I tried to say for a few minutes, I was like, no, no, I knew. <laughs> and then you, and then you just admitted it. And then we just ended up talking at the bar, and we had a really fun time. I that's some advice for the the first uh, advice asker about how to make new friends. Hope that somebody mistakes you for somebody else and accidentally invites you out. I was I've been feeling really self-conscious since we did that intro about how bad the advice we gave, because it really is a difficult thing. No, your it's, advice was great about that being seen. I never thought of that. Well, I think that is true, but it's like it's friend making is this intangible thing, because the reason I thought about it again is because work is a good place to make friends. And this person started talking about work and, I, and she was saying she could have been friends with this person. Making friends is this real intangible. And when I was a young when I was young, I wanted to meet everybody, you know, I wanted to, I, I didn't want to, I would go to a rave with my friends and I would, at the beginning of the rave, I would arrive with them and I would say, bye guys. And I would go off with, by myself to go meet every new person I possibly could. And now I'm like, that's not what I want. I want quality people. I'm not excited about the notion of meeting a person. I want to meet a person that is worth meeting. And that can be really difficult. It takes a lot of work, you know? And then the idea of like going to some like mutual interest group is so dorky. I can't even, I can't even stand it, you know? So yeah, I think you're, I think, I don't know what the advice is, but yeah, maybe it is. Definitely, I, I, I like my advice. I bet you do. Which I always say, which you always make fun of me, is to go get a stupid calendar thing they have that they leave at the coffee shop see what's happening, see which things are in parks, see which things sound like they would be fun. Like, and you have to just spend a little bit of money and go maybe with a friend and just like start, but have it all be stuff that you think would be fun to do. But the issue is then it's you're at, you're at a one-off and then you have to like approach a rando and say, hey, I'm a lonely person. Can we sometime? No, you just see if something organic happens. And if it doesn't, you still can like be there enjoying the thing that you wanted to do anyway. I know what needs to happen. We should start an app. It should be Tinder, but for friend for friends. Mm. Oh, that sounds so pathetic. I, can't I don't even... like making new friends because the people who are my friends are like the funniest people in the world. So but not everybody has that luxury, Natasha. Some people are stranded having to talk to non-comedians. What a hell life that must be. I'm just saying when you get used to talking to comedians, it's hard to talk to regular people. You know what somebody once said to me that I thought was great advice mm -hmm. when I was moving to LA and I was having a lot of anxiety about moving it. She said, um, the only thing in that you can't rush in life is old friends. And I thought that was really, so she was like almost cushioning me, you know, mm -hmm. getting me to to realize that when I got to LA, I wouldn't have old friends there. And that was going to be a difficult thing because old friends take time. 
and new friends is almost like a, a new attraction. You know, it's, you, you got to feel that spark. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, Natasha? What? It's been 10 years with you. I still feel that spark. Of new friends? Of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear another. Hi. So I am in my early 30s and I have recently been very uh, confident, more confident than I have been. And my husband and I watched the show on Netflix about making a sex room. And I can't show anyone, but we made our bedroom a sex room, complete with shelves and a picture of my ass and a boudoir shoot. And it is absolutely beautiful, but I can't show anyone. And I hate that. But if anyone needs to spice up their sex life, I highly recommend watching the show on Netflix and getting a cowgirl machine and getting a spanking bench. So highly recommend. Um, and I can't tell anyone that I do. So, yeah. That is the problem with making your bedroom, your sex room, isn't it? That you can no longer have anyone see your bedroom because you've got all these fucking cock rings and, and ass plugs with ho- real horse hair and a, a heart-shaped ruby that you stick in your butthole. Like, so this is only for people without kids, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. That's what I'm saying now. The kids can't come in the bedroom. I'll tell you the only thing I want in a sex room, a big a big mirror. That's the only thing I think is actually the only hardware I think is sexy. Like, be- would you want it on the ceiling? Ceiling, wall. I just want to be able to see what's going on. Oh, and you it's can like totally watching that from the kid. It's like watching porn while being in it. It's the best. Let's get a mirrored ceiling. That would be so transparent. I mean, it would be by definition not transparent. But what I mean is, if we have a mirrored ceiling and not just a big mirror on the wall, everybody that comes over will be like, "Oh, is there a fuck, fuck ceiling? You guys got a fuck ceiling? Oh, you guys got it's that? That obvious? Why else would you need a mirrored ceiling?" <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Put a big mirror and then you're like, oh, we like to use that to get dressed. But in fact, I like to use it to stare at that dad ass. I see. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen the show How to Make a Sex Room on Netflix, but it's a makeover show about making a, a, a room to fuck in. I don't know that I would be turned on. Not much turns me on about shelves and leather. No, and you can't judge it before you even know what it is. I'll watch it. We'll watch it tonight. And then we'll we watch see, one episode? We'll watch one episode tonight and see how horny we get. We'll get back to you, folks. Let's hear another secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Um, oh, I'm kind of nervous actually leaving this secret. I guess it no. really feels like a secret to me. Um, <laughs> well, I was listening to your um, podcast episode on the Netflix this is a joke series and um like their your recording of that and I you guys were mentioning like the sex wet dreams that you've had before and it reminded me of one that I had when I was in college um which was pretty weird for me um (laughs) where I was yeah I had a sex dream about my Spanish teacher who was a very sweet old lady in like her 70s and it was just so weird. And then I had another one about a different professor I had in college. She was my dad's teacher. And I didn't like her. I think, I don't know what it was, but maybe about the fact like trying to get her to like me might have turned it into some sort of like sexual fantasy. But both of them were older women. And it's just like really weird to me. So I don't know. I wouldn't, I had considered myself a straight woman, but 
maybe I would consider myself to be a little bit more bendy. Not exactly sure. So, yeah, I guess that feels good to, to share with someone. So, all right. Bye. Yeah, the one, it's like, well, it's obviously not about sex because it's a teacher who you might want approval from, you know, but then if there's two. You want, you're hot for teacher. <laughs> well, I think, you know, there's once this Dear Abby that my grandma gave me, actually. There was, somebody asked Dear Abby, like, what's the, what, what is the one thing that somebody would be the most ashamed to share with another person? And she said their dreams because everybody has these dreams. You're not in control of your dream life. And so everybody has sex dreams or weird, violent dreams or just these bizarre things that you don't, you're, you wanna make a connection about, but like, I I don't necessarily know. Was it, were they both Spanish teachers? No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I, I don't think that you're, you might be bisexual, but I don't think the fact that you had two dreams about old prof female professors means that you're bisexual. I think that it means that you just had, had a dream. I think I've, I'm sure I've fucked a cow in a dream before. And like, we're all on the spectrum. How much gay do you think you are, Mosh? I would say I'm tw 20, 20, 20% 20 gay. No, 20% straight. <laughs> no, I guess 20%. I don't know. I've never, I feel like I could be 15% gay. The gayest thing I've ever done is masturbate to gay porn. That's I think that's pretty gay. So you're 50%. No, I think that's 20. Okay. I mean, don't you have to hook up with a dude to be in the 50s? Probably. <laughs> or at least in the 40s? Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen, it's been really great chatting with you all. And I hope you're enjoying our new merchandise. Please join our Patreon. And our dinner party is this coming Wednesday. We're very excited about it. Well, yeah, so... we're going to have dinner with you folks um we're preparing the menu now Moshe is going to be cooking and DJing and I, I what am I doing I don't know what you're doing honey. you're just... just gonna be eye candy you're gonna be one of the Rockford peaches my Rockford peach and you know what I love you more than any peach in the world I love you too